0: I asked him. I I just said, will I lose my hair and he said, yes, you will, most likely. Um, and I remember I just kind of like a single tear just left my eye and I remember he just like
1: passed over a box of tissues like
2: Hello and welcome to the Glow Up presented by Stellar Magazine. I'm Vicky Nataro. And I'm Denise Curtin and as always we're here to talk to some of our favourite people about one of our favourite things, beauty beauty uh, we just want to say thank you so
1: much for bearing with us over the last few months like we know it's not the same as when we're in studio it's it's a very different experience but isn't life a different experience at the moment um, but we want to say thank you for continuing to listen and to support us we can't wait to get back to a more natural kind of studio setting where we can actually see our guests and buzz <laughs> off them and sometimes even touch their makeup or will <laughs> that ever happen again I don't know um, but yes thank you for, for bearing with us
2: yeah, we can't wait for that. Now, this week's guest is an icon of Irish podcasting. Having received a devastating breast cancer diagnosis at only 32 years of age, she's turned her recovery into a port in the storm for Irish people on a whole host of issues. Yep, she's got her own good glow back and she's helping
1: others find theirs. It's the fabulous Georgie Crawford. Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. How are you?
0: Oh, I'm so good. Like I was just saying before we came on, it's, it's definitely a juggling act, but we get up every yep. day and we try to keep a smile on our face. And I suppose it's getting a little bit
1: easier now that it's sunny and bright and we can get outside. Absolutely. So. I, I was just, I posed the question on Instagram this morning. I was like, am I a hibernating animal? <laughs> <laughs> so the sun came out. It's a good I question. Yeah, like I think I might be because like it happens every winter. I just retreat, and I love like candles and fucking blankets and just being cozy. But as soon as the sun came out this morning, I was like, I'm going to get up and do a hit workout, and mm-hmm. that never that hasn't happened since last spring. Yeah. Um. So I think the bright mornings definitely help for sure, but it's all still mad.
0: Yeah, it's definitely been like it, I think if you had it told us last March that we would be heading into. Another march mm. of the same thing. I think I would have collapsed um, and collapsed. Yeah. But
1: and I think that maybe the powers that be may have known that this might be the case mm. and kept it from us for that reason. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not one for a conspiracy theory, but like I mean, a lot of epidemiologists or whoever you say that were like, you know, this was never going to go away quickly. So I'm kind of grateful for that ignorance in a way. Yeah, I don't know if no, you guys I'm the feel exact the same. same.
2: I'm the exact same. I think if you're kind of overwhelmed by like the longevity of something it would terrify you even more so Mm -hmm. yeah it's the way we were kind of fed it was nearly good in a sense because we constantly had little things to look forward to you know so yeah (laughs) and little little bouts of freedom and Georgie we, we got to shoot you on
1: one of those little bouts of freedom for our cover last October and it was instantly the cover shot when I saw it I was just like that's the one like normally I did there a bit and I like look at different ones but that shot of you kind of peeking over your shoulder in the pink dress so stunning oh it was
0: such a pinch me moment like an Thank you, Vicky, for keeping me so much in the loop with all the pictures. And I wasn't kind of anxiously waiting to Mm -hmm. see the front cover or anything. You just kept me so in the loop. And it was a dream come true that day. And Ah. the crew were amazing. Like every part of it, it was just a pinch me moment. And I remember I was walking through town, uh, going to Evan's studio, and I had like a little suitcase, a little wheelie suitcase. And I remember people Ah. were like staring at me, like, Oh my gosh, we're to the holidays. <laughs> um, but it was such a gorgeous day and um, the feedback was just great. And it's so nice um, to be part of the Stellar family now and to have had a cover yeah. and to join all those fabulous people that you
1: have on the covers every month. So it's, it was such an honour. Oh, thank you. I mean, like for us, as soon as we started putting Irish girls on the cover, kind of only putting Irish girls on the cover, something clicked with our readership and they just love it. So so I love now that we get to put like our local gals on and you know they we're such a diverse bunch and it's I'm just so happy with it. and to be honest, I never thought we could do any of this in lockdown. so I'm just still thrilled every month that we managed to get the second thing out. Yeah, <laughs> like, fair I play yeah.
0: like you can see all the photos coming in of people in the supermarkets like picking up copies know, of the magazine supporting it. Irish. Uh, and I think we've all yeah. rallied and we've we've kind of figured out what's Definitely. important and how to support each other.
1: Absolutely, and I think a lot of people are finding it a bit of an escape. Like mm. every month, I'm getting more and more crossword submissions. I love the crossword; I write it myself, so yeah. it's very it's like my baby. And it was—I think it was one issue that it was wrong, and it nearly broke my heart. I think it was the issue after yours that was like a mistake in it, and nobody could complete it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> the crossword baby! But yeah, everyone's been so supportive. I like—I mean, I guess the shop is the only place we can go, isn't it? Mm. So we're yeah, just like woo
2: t- in the shop. <laughs> like, I remember dressing mad. up for my shop in like. I'd be putting on jeans and a top and like doing my makeup as if I'm like (laughs) heading on holidays or something. It's just bloody wild. Like the man in the shop will think you fancy him. (laughs) Honestly, I think it's starting to go that way. It's been what now? Like nine months of me rocking up to the shop all dolled.
1: Love it. And Georgie, of course, you were on the cover for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Yeah. So that's why it was so pink. It was an explosion of pink. Um. And you do such Trojan work with all the the cancer charities, Breast Cancer Ireland being the biggie. Like, it's incredible. And I guess your own experience is where your brilliant podcast, The Good Glow, kind of sprung from as well. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, like, oh my God, I was obviously, I've spoken about this before, like it was so shocking for me to get cancer in my early 30s. And you never think it's going to be you. And I just went on such a crazy journey and of self-discovery and trying to find myself and trying to find out what makes me really happy. And I went back to work after a year of treatment and I worked in radio all my life. It's all that I knew. And I just remember going back and just feeling like an alien, and not because anybody made me feel that way. Like my colleagues were so supportive and amazing, but I just felt so different. And yeah, uh, the news to me was so triggering. Like I, I was an entertainment editor, but I'd moved to the newsroom, so I was reading out stories of like murders and stabbings oh, and God. all yeah. of this, and I was like, "God, this is so heavy." And it, it's actually only half five in the morning, and I'd be sitting at my desk um, so worried about my health and just questioning everything. So I'd started the podcast about um, two months, actually, only two months after I went back to work. And it just took me in this different direction. And I just went with it. I was like, this is happening for a reason, you know, this podcast brings me positivity and the news is bringing me negativity like how many signs do I need that I need to get out of here um because I just I wasn't the same you know and things just impacted me differently so um like, as you know, Vicky, like interviewing celebrities and doing the whole entertainment thing, like it 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 gives you a lot of experience. I mean, I interviewed celebrities for 10 years, people who did not want to be interviewed, who did not want to be yes. in that room. So you <laughs> yeah. grow a thick skin and you learn how to interview people. And I suppose I felt like I really learned the hard way. And then when I went back into the newsroom, you'd have to ring up and get news clips like in front of everyone else in the newsroom. So, you know, it's, it's very much you're putting yourself out there. So I suppose after like 12 years of doing that, I felt like I had learned loads of lessons and how to kind of get good content, how to conduct an interview. And I just, everything just aligned for me to do a podcast.
1: And you're such an empathetic interviewer, and I know that comes from from trauma and from experience in life as well as like you know the good things. Like, like you said, you're a changed person after your experience, and I think you can really hear that in your voice and in and in everything that you say. You you know that you know you've been through something and come come out the other side of it.
0: Yeah, and I think when you have been through a trauma or or something huge in your life, and we all go through things, you know, um, I think mm-hmm. it it gives you. It's like it gives you the guts to ask maybe a question that you wouldn't have asked before
1: right.
0: cancer, you know, like I mm-hmm. feel like I connect to people differently who've been through something and I kind of know what I can ask and what I can't ask. Um, So that really helps. And then obviously people who are, you know, listen to the Good Glow are now contacting me to tell their stories and they feel like it's a very safe place. I think that's really important because when I Absolutely, first tell my yeah. story, you know, you feel like you've just jumped off the side of a cliff, you know. And mm. you need people to check in with you and make sure you're okay. And um so I make sure to do that because that's what uh Susan Kyo in, in Today FM did for me when I first told my story. So I learned that way oh as God, well.
1: I remember that well. I remember bawling my way through yeah, like you, it. was I, I'm around the same age as you and mm. Um, And you just obviously become a mother when you got your diagnosis as well. So I remember being like, Jesus Christ, this can can actually happen to anybody. It can happen to somebody young and beautiful and vital. And it was just, yeah, I think it was a shock for everyone. Like, I think you're somebody that people really relate to on that level.
0: Yeah, and that's why I I decided to to shout it from the rooftops because, well, first of all, I, I wanted to see if my cancer had spread just to see where I was at. And Jamie was really great at just kind of helping me through that time and saying, let's just see where, where we're at. So I waited until my surgeries were finished and we had absolute confirmation that my cancer hadn't spread. And then I thought about like people had started to find out, you know, um, in work and I knew people because knew of Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I knew yeah. people knew and people were afraid to text me because they didn't want it to seem like they were standing around a desk gossiping you know Um yeah. so my friends kind of were, were avoiding me a little bit and I was like, Oh God, I need, I need, there's, there's young girls walking around that have no idea that they should be checking their breasts once a month. I have to tell people, you know, I thought about other people who just had babies. And, um, so I just decided, yeah, do you know what? I'm I'm going to, I'm going to say this. And I'd written this post for Instagram. And I remember sitting on, on the floor, this, there was like an Ireland football match on and I was like, okay, I'll just do it now. And um, I heard from all my friends and all my colleagues and everyone just took me under their wing and, and minded me and got me through it.
1: That's amazing. And how important is that kind of support from other people when you're going through something like that? because I don't know about you, Denise, but sometimes if somebody is going through something, I'm afraid to like interfere or annoy them.
2: yeah, Do you I'd know be what the, I mean? I'd be the exact same. And like you were saying there, Georgie, like going through the experience yourself, you kind of almost know how to to approach it so well, you know, that i I I'd kind of be the same sometimes I'd be kind of a little bit scared almost that I'd say the wrong thing. Mm. Yeah. It's such an important question to ask and such, a, like, thank
0: you for asking that because it's it, people don't know what to do. And me, say, before cancer, I definitely would have been like, oh, I better leave them um, and give them yeah. space. And, oh, God, I don't want to say the wrong thing. Um, And there were so many friends of mine who had been through things that, got in touch straight away who arrived on my doorstep who were dropping up dinners and I didn't judge anybody who didn't do that because I was the person before I got sick that wouldn't have yeah um just because I'd be afraid to um but, and it's something that I, I I would say quite openly now, like drop a dinner on the doorstep or set up a WhatsApp group with with the girlfriends and, you know, take it in turns every Monday to drop something up if someone's in treatment. And my friend, Rebecca, was amazing. She used to ring me and I wouldn't answer. And then she'd ring me the next day and then maybe I wouldn't answer. And then she'd she'd keep ringing back until I answered, which I thought mm. was so lovely Um, because some days I could face it and some days I couldn't so um, thankfully like I made even more friends through the experience and connected with so many people and now that I'm out the other side three years I can see all the blessings that it gave me and all the good things it brought to my life but at the time you know it was it was hell
2: yeah.
1: I Like, I can't imagine it. I'm tearing up here yeah, listening to you. Like, yeah. do you ever look back at the person that you were before all of this and just think, who is she? Like, I don't know her. <laughs> yeah.
0: When I look back at the person before, Jamie's one of those people that's really good at keeping all the photos on his phone, whereas every time I get a new phone, I lose all my photos. So when I take his phone and go back to 2017, like in the weeks leading up to my diagnosis I don't recognize that person like physically um it's it's hard for me to look at her like that version of me like it's first of all I was trying so hard to be the best mom at the best wife um and I was Bottom of my priority list. Now, when I had Pia, I had so much help. My mum was with me every single day doing all the washing, you know, just the serious mom mode. So I yeah, shouldn't have yeah. been so tired. But I think mentally, I was putting myself under so much pressure to be the best. And when Pia would go for a nap, and maybe I should have sat down with a glass of water and had a rest. I was, you know, running around trying to make the apartment look perfect and trying to make a curry from scratch for Jamie when he got home and just things like that, like trying to be perfect all the time. So when I look back now, I I don't recognise that person in so many ways, but a lot because I was I feel like I was so dehydrated you know yeah. I used to just drink four coffees a day um but I d- totally have compassion for that person as well and I know that I was just trying to do my best but I suppose I was putting all of my energy outwards and keeping no no energy for myself um and right. I had to really learn that the hard way but that's why I go out and I do corporate talks now because I just want to remind people that it's actually okay to look after yourself and it's okay to put yourself first from time to time because you deserve it. And if I can just reach people before it gets to the point where I got, but then I feel like it was so worth it for me to share my story.
1: And do you think that that kind of physical and mental burnout contributed in some way to you getting sick or do you think that, that you were already sick and you didn't know? Like, do you think... Like, I've heard you speak about this before. Like, it wasn't so much... You know, with your cancer battle, you were like, I looked shit and I felt shit mm. and my hair was shit, and that's how I knew there was something wrong. Like, was was it all just kind of a, a perfect storm? I think so. And my body was screaming at me, and I was completely
0: ignoring it. So mm. my I looked a funny color. I kept saying that I didn't recognize myself. I like my face. I just looked different, and my nails were breaking halfway down, and my hair was different. So instead of you know, piling on 10 tons of makeup. um, What I should have done was maybe gone for a blood test or (laughs) gone down to the
1: GP, you know. um but that's what people do isn't yeah. it like we just we, we neglect ourselves so much like I know Roz Purcell and her sister Rachel are always like will you get a blood test once a year just do that for me like, yeah. because it makes such a massive difference like it could be anything or it could be nothing or it could be a vitamin deficiency or you know like just if you're feeling I think everyone's feeling a bit grey and gross at the moment um, mm-hmm. but if it's kind of a consistent thing just yeah we love makeup but don't be disguising your
2: you know your deathly pallor with yes. second makeup <laughs> get yourself checked. I think as Irish people as well, we're so bad for thinking, oh, it's because of this. It's, oh, it's because of that and brushing it off and kind Mm -hmm, of like motoring on, like you said, throwing back more coffee and just like getting through with the day instead of, taking a minute and being like, OK, what could actually be causing me to look so grey? Or why do I feel so run down? Or am I lacking in sleep? Or, you know, we don't really sit and check in with ourselves to see what the root no. of the problem could be ever. Like, I'm so bad for and doing then, it myself.
1: I, yeah. And then, of course, for Georgie, it was like probably the worst thing that you could have heard.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And like when I look back at that time, and i I really understand stress now, and I was constantly in fight or flight mode, and now I kind of recognize when I go into that mode, and when you're in fight or flight mode, like your digestion doesn't work properly. Your immune system is suppressed. Mm-hmm. Like you're not functioning as you should, because when you're in fight or flight mode, like you're running away from the bear, you know? Um, yes. And when you go into rest, digest and repair mode, that's when your body relaxes. It can fight off those cancer cells. It can, um, you know, rest, which is so important. And I think that's what where I was. I think I was in fight or flight mode for like 10
1: years, Um, yeah I've been there I know what that's like but then you know I didn't have a horrible illness at the end of it so Mm -hmm. I just I'm in awe of you like it's incredible
0: oh and thanks to you guys for like the support and everyone has just been so nice um, to me over the last couple of years. And it's, it's, it's really important, I think, to have these conversations because you just want to trigger an aha moment in someone and someone to just go, yeah, do you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm doing too much and it's time you know, to invest in myself a little bit more. Um, but I think through Absolutely. COVID, we have all kind of taken our foot off the pedal a bit and it's, it's benefiting us in many ways.
1: Yeah. yeah, like, I uh, Denise, I don't know if it's different for you because you're in the online world and you're kind of, you know, you're updating the website all day, every day. But for me, it's forced me to kind of realise how much of my job was meetings and events and like not being at my desk because now I'm at my desk only. I'm like, God, you know, I don't spend that many hours a day actually writing or editing. Like my job's a lot more kind of personable than I realised. And I wouldn't have thought that. But yeah, like I'm trying to like not be upset with myself if I don't spend eight straight hours at the desk. Because honestly, I'd be banging my head off off the computer screen after that long. Because there's just, you know, I'm very lucky in that there's not that much kind of man hours in the job. It's a lot more mental, which I hadn't realised. And I think what you were saying, Georgie, about burnout and stress like that for me is what contributes to to stress like it's the it's the going to bed at 11 o'clock and getting a great idea and then being up till one o'clock trying to flesh it out and writing in your iPhone notes and like yeah I don't know like if you guys get this but it, for me it's the mental side of the job rather than the actual sitting at the desk doing it that, that I find tricky I think.
2: Oh my yeah. god 100 yeah. percent. No, definitely. And I even find as well with the whole, you know, work from home culture that we have at the moment, I even find myself looking forward to leaving the house, you know, and getting exercise yeah. because you are so cocooned in your house all day that when you do exercise, you appreciate it more and you're you're excited to go outside and breathe fresh air and walk yeah. down, you know, the park where you live and see other people from a distance and kind of just, <laughs> you know, actually get like blood pumping through your body. So yeah, totally. I think it, it's definitely made that balance a lot more enjoyable because you're you're not exercising because you're like oh I have to, you're exercising because you, you feel like you should you know.
1: Yeah like my exercise used to be predominantly the walk to and from work and now I don't have, like my husband fakes a commute he like goes out for a walk in the morning just because he feels like he needs to do that to start his day. Now I'm not that productive on <laughs> like not. so I'm like you enjoy that and he brings me back coffee and it's my favourite time of the day uh, but yeah like I felt like I was kind of really missing that so totally like I'm really looking forward now at lunch to get out like like a dog getting out for my gallop <laughs> field.
2: A, very, a very slow gallop uh, but, but still look, all the same you know you're still yeah. getting out there
1: everything is just mental and I think we need to remember that like when we're feeling guilty about something or not feeling productive like there are days when my brain just doesn't want to do anything but watch TV yeah. Yeah. so I've started to force it to watch Call My Agent on Netflix because that has subtitles so at least I have to focus on something and I can't be on my phone you yes. know like, there's days when that's all I'm good for there's days when Real Housewives is all I'm good for and then there's days like yesterday when I'm writing 10,000 words and flying so like I think we just have to be kind to ourselves like I don't know Georgia are you find in that with the, with this kind of new series of the good glow with when you're speaking to people like
0: Yeah like I, I definitely I have, I don't put myself under as much pressure as I used to. So like before I get up, you know, have to get out the door and then I'm like, oh my God, when am I going to exercise? And am I eating my five yeah. a day? And, you know, just oh, putting myself yeah. <laughs> under so much pressure, like all the time. And I have definitely like, I'm less stressed. So I think I've kind of adapted to a new pace of life, but it's so important for me to get out every day and just breathe kind of fresh air because I think it, it's really easy to kind of get stuck in a rush of being at home. Sure, we're, we're being told to stay at home. So, you know, yeah. you kind of almost have to force yourself or push yourself to get out. But I know that when I do get out, I will feel so much better. But then so I have better, like yeah. my little guilty pleasures like, Vicky, I don't know if you know this about me, but I am up. Obsessed with the Real Housewives. I have watched yes. every series. <laughs> like my uh, Jamie's always like, oh my god, like this turn the screaming women off. And I'm like, <laughs>
1: just exactly. These the are the same. friends like, that I've never them. had. <laughs> what is your favorite? We were talking on the last episode, it devolved into Real Housewives it chat did. As well. It just did just the best. Oh god. What's your favorite? Do you have a favorite? Uh, city.
0: It's so hard for me. So like I started with with New York like back when I worked in right. Spain, I was I remember I was sick one day and uh they had the first two series on Netflix like 10 years ago and I yes. and I listen when I when I did when I look inside myself I think New York has got to be my favorite I mean they're all so crazy but it's so yeah. entertaining it's the comedy
1: with New York yeah. yeah it's the comedy value
0: but I also feel like New Jersey isn't spoken about enough. Um, right, okay, New, that's interesting. New Jersey is... <laughs> is definitely one of my favourites it's up there I, I, I think I prefer New Jersey over Beverly Hills like I'll always have the love for Beverly Hills because we love the glam and it's the life we'll yes. never yeah. have and it's Dorit and PK and you know then Gaz they came Mitch. to Ireland yeah. and we're sitting at a table with Pip O'Connor like we were so close I love that think. that
1: was that was Claudine Keane's brother's wedding in Adair Manor and I remember seeing Dorit and I was like what that going on here. Pippa, Pippa's very tight-lipped about it, but I will get it out yeah, of her someday. day. And I feel how, like it's what, what never appropriate
0: down. to bring it up to Pippa to I like know. ask her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but Pippa gets it. She knows like these are big stars or whatever. But you know what, I've never really gotten into New Jersey. And I think it's because when it came out, it was around the same time as like Jersey Shore mm, and like yeah. all of the kind of, you know, like I don't know how to phrase this, lowbrow elements of mm-hmm. New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And like season one is a bit crazy with table flipping. And there's there's always that kind of like Italian-American mob theme running through it, like this prison and all sorts of yeah. matches. <laughs> and I'm I'm part Italian, so I get a bit offended by and <laughs> yeah. I'm like, we're, we're nice. Um, but I think, yeah, in terms of characters, it has some of the, the the best ones and some of the best kind of arcs of characters. But you know what? I need to give it a fair shake and I need to give Atlanta a fair shake as well.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm on Potomac I've only watched the the
1: early ones. Okay, so I'm I'm finished Potomac and seasons four and five are the wildest ride you will ever go on, particularly five. Producer Patrick is watching Potomac at the moment. That was a lot of peas. He was I he said he really enjoyed season one and I was like, Just you wait. It gets crazy. But yeah, it's it's a tonic, isn't it? I think particularly in lockdown, people have just been like, Oh, I need something to get invested in that isn't very serious and is a bit outlandish and is kind of lifestyle porn or property porn, or for me, that's what it's been anyway. Yeah,
0: and and I think as well the friendship element or just the gang yes. of people because we're totally. missing that, you know. And but totally. I, I do, I like it's it's hard to watch New York without Bethany. I think she's just <laughs> my number
1: one <laughs> favorite housewife of
0: all time. So I miss her, but. Oh.
1: Mine is Sonia Morgan. Oh, like, yeah. I would die for Sonia. I'd die for her. I adore her. And my best friend, Caitlin, her fiance got her a, a cameo video from Sonia. And I've never been so jealous in my life of anything. So if anyone ever wants to get me a gift, Patrick, <laughs> a cameo from Sonia would be ideal. Okay, we better start talking about beauty at some point. Um, actually, I wanted to talk to you on a more serious note about, I remember when you were going through your treatment and you lost your hair, your beautiful mm. hair, and you, were, you found it really tough, didn't you? Tougher than you t- thought you might.
0: Yeah, so I, they told me, I think I was diagnosed or I found my lump on the 5th of October and I was in, I met my oncologist for the first time out in Bowman Hospital and we knew we were going to see him and we knew that we were going to ask the question would my hair go um Mm -hmm. because it doesn't
1: with all chemos right yeah
0: but yeah I've since learned that with most chemos for breast cancer you lose your hair so um I asked him I, I just said will I lose my hair and he said yes you will most likely um and I remember I just kind of like a single tear just left my eye. And I remember he just like passed over a box of tissues. Like they're so compassionate. I think I think when you go in and have a baby they're it's really like, get on with it now. You're You're great. You're doing yeah. fine. And yeah. out you go with your baby. But when you're diagnosed <laughs> with something, like there's compassion and time and uh, yeah. real empathy there. And they, all the doctors were so amazing to me. So uh, they told me that I'd lose my hair probably in the second the second chemo session, which was around I think the sixth of january so uh, we I remember my family we go away for a couple of days after Christmas every year and we went to castle leslie and I remember every time I was in the shower that week, I was washing my hair and just really in like appreciating it and enjoying enjoying it. enjoying yeah. it yeah. And then I went home and I couldn't believe how quickly I thought you might lose a strand or, you know, like it would just fall out like a few little bits at a time. But it was, I was coming out in clumps over the course of three days and I had huge, big kind of patches and I couldn't brush it anymore because if I put a brush in it, it all would have just fallen out. So I rang Danielle Garner, Gosh. who... um owns the salon Wildflower now. I, loads of people know yes. Danielle, she's an amazing person. She's and she yeah. did my hair for my wedding day and the day before I got engaged. And she was with me on all the big occasions. And I asked her, I was like, Danielle, like will you shave my head? And she was like, okay. And she arrived up to the house, like tears in her eyes. Because it was so hard for her to do that to me. But um, yeah. I think it, it got, like, I was fine about it. So I was like, look, this is a means to an end. It's a small price to pay for my life. Like, all I cared about was my baby. So I was like, I don't care that I have to do this. But when you feel the razor on your head. Yeah. Oh, God. And the, I the noise. I couldn't imagine. Yeah. It, and then the silence of like my mum was there, my best friend and my sister's-in-law. And it is the silence and nobody really knows what to say except for, oh my God, you have a gorgeous shaped head. <laughs> 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 um, and it was, it was oh. nice, you know, it was a yeah. beautiful night and I wanted candles and the Gypsy Kings playing and like I just had a vision for it and it came true like even better than I thought but it was the next day it's the next day when you wake yes. up and you're like oh shit you know. This is real
1: yeah. And, and I guess the months afterwards where you're willing it to come back and uh, like you like I don't know how did you personally feel about wearing a wig? I
0: you know I, I'm very into my hair and makeup and I love getting dressed up. And so getting, there was never really an option for me of not getting a wig. And I went to um, I went to Roaches and Harold's Cross and they fit wigs for you. So they pick it out for you. So you don't have to, cause when you go into a shop and you're like shopping for a wig, it's so overwhelming and you pick like right. hair that isn't like your own. But they fitted a piece for me that was like my, own hair and it actually reminded me of my wedding hair because I had a few extensions in around my wedding and I was like oh uh, this is me like I feel like myself but I always had a problem with like the hairline at the forehead I hated that bit of it Yeah, right. so it took me about like tw- maybe three or four months to figure out that I was really comfortable with a turban on over my wig. So I used to go into Marks and Spencers and buy like really cool scarves and I learned how to do it. So I finally kind of felt a bit like myself, you know, when I had the turbans on. But at the start, I mean, I felt like I used to go to Dundrum and just feel like you know everyone was staring at me, um, even though they weren't. But um, I, I, I I think I found the eyebrows and the eyelashes harder almost right um, You'd and
1: about what did them
0: you almost, do you know, yeah it yeah. was the it was the summer of 2018 i don't know if you remember but it was like heatwave central and yes. um yep. so i'd go down to marley park with Pia and my little pia is not um she's not like a go with the flow type of kid like she's so headstrong she <laughs> wants what she wants so I remember I'd get to Marley Park and she'd be like in her buggy and then she'd be like carry me mummy so I'd be like pushing her buggy w- carrying her in a wig with like a turban on over it like pumping Whoa. sweat and I'd go to the playground yes. and my eyebrows would be gone by then but I found this um it's this Stila, Um, eyebrow pen and I used to draw on my eyebrows with that and you could draw on the individual strands which I thought looked really natural enough and I remember Audrey my bestie came up one night and she's like okay I need to tell you something and I was like what and she's like your eyebrows are way too far apart Georgie. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Thank God for my best friend who would tell me this." Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: so what a legend is that, Audrey Hamilton?
0: Yeah, yeah. She's she's amazing, amazing. person.
1: I have actually are they your ditties hanging in my house that Audrey painted <laughs> oh, I or are wish. they just random diddies <laughs> um, they're definitely
0: bigger than maybe they're like
1: my pre having a baby boobs <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah I love them do I, you yeah they're amazing so yeah Audrey so for anyone that doesn't know Audrey painted boobs to raise money for Breast Cancer Ireland and uh, I bought one for myself and for my sister-in-law who is she's a midwife and she's a, she's a lactation consultant and she's obsessed with all things women knowing about their bodies and I just absolutely love them they're on my landing and they're the first thing I see
2: when I walk out in the morning oh so my I'm like it
1: and, they're and such a such a pop reminder of reminder to check my own yeah
2: too. yeah they're they're such a kind of show-stopping piece the color of them and everything they're they're so cool
1: yeah
0: and she, am I right in thinking
1: that
2: she's going to do more Georgie
0: yeah I think she's gonna paint an, another pair because like obviously she raised thousands for breast cancer all through that like she's just such a positive great person and she also raised like 20,000 for the Australian bushfires as well so with the koala yeah so I think she'll do another pair of boobs because I think loads of people missed out on on the on I think she called the boobs femme um, so lots of people um, missed yes. out on, on that collection so she's going to do another one and I can't wait to see what these
1: ones yeah, will be like yeah, it's going
2: to be so cool
1: <laughs> my, it was actually my mother-in-law that said she was in the house and she was like she's doing another pair of those ditties <laughs> like, <laughs> like, brilliant okay I, I must get them so, um, so you mentioned a product there that, that you used um, the Stila Brow Pen is that something that you still use or have you kind of completely overhauled your beauty regime ever since you you've you've been well
0: yeah so before I was more about piling on products as in makeup products and now I'm more about skin so I when my hair was my thing and I used to love putting in rollers and curling it and everyone knew and work I was the one with the like an enormous bottle of hairspray on my desk and
1: (laughs) it was my kind of girl (laughs) yeah
0: it was my thing and so when my hair went I was just left with my skin. Like everywhere I looked was skin. I had no hair right. on my body, yeah. not one strand. So I was forced to take a a look at myself, I suppose, and learn how to love myself, you know, the bare bones of myself again. And I just started this kind of self-care routine. I'll never forget the first time I had to blow dry my wig. Jamie dropped in a little glass of Prosecco. I didn't even know we had any in the house. (laughs) And just little things like that. And then really taking time with my skincare routine and, you know, just starting all over again, which was amazing in so many ways. So I kind of got really into like serums and... Okay so, so tell us
1: which one So yeah. yeah like start from start tell us your nighttime routine
0: Oh nighttime routine okay So nighttime routine is a good cl- double cleanse yeah so key, I usually right. use like um like an oil to take off my makeup and then I kind of have a million products like I'm sure like you guys you get sent things all the time so you just have yes. a yeah. skincare wardrobe <laughs> yeah and I love following Caroline Hirons over in the UK and she speaks about the importance of using like face cloths and and yeah. you know all those lovely things so double cleanse then um I will use like the glow the pixie Glow Tonic or uh, yes. the Yonka Spritz for my face. I love the smell of the Yonka Spritz. And oh my God, you can tell that I'm not really an expert when I'm talking about all this stuff. And then... Um, not at all. I'm no, no, <laughs> sure who is. <laughs> a good serum no, um, like Vichy Mineral 89. Um, and then... Love that. Me and Denise yes. both
1: love that. It's big fans. Big Big fans.
0: Yeah. yeah it gives you it's a, just really a glow. easy
1: yeah yes yeah it's just a drink for your face Yeah, that's how I think of it
0: and then I'll go for a good moisturizer um you know I've like 15 different moisturizers or a night cream yes. and then actually for uh Christmas Jamie got me the you know the face steamer that um oh the Sarah Chapman yes, one yes the Sarah Chapman Oh, one. oh
2: yes
1: gel it's yeah. divine
2: yeah. I'm sitting here
1: spritzing as we're talking Oh, yeah! It's
2: <laughs> like mm, every time <laughs> every time we do this podcast I have like products around me I'm like touching a moisturiser or I'm doing something <laughs> while someone's going through their list I'm like oh yes apparently yes. people do that when they're listening as well
1: so I love that it's, oh, very, love it's a tactile because do you know what when we first devised this podcast um, like I said to Valerie like how can you talk about beauty it's a visual medium mm. and then I was like oh sure look we'll just do it we'll just try an episode and see and and yeah straight away we knew that like we were onto something because it is it, like it does make you feel something doesn't it I, totally. it's such a weird thing and I feel like the lads are missing out on it I feel how's Jamie with his like skincare and, and glamour oh, <laughs> does
0: Jamie, he anything Jamie's such a like mountain man now like he's yeah. he loves like putting on his wellies they're getting outside and I'm like oh you should try this cream you should try this cream and he's just it's like SPF. yeah he just has <laughs> his like key like, keels is where we've gotten to. And, you know, he right. has his little tray of his bits and bobs. Um but it's like he's no interest in any of that sort of thing. But I was like, it's gonna catch up on you. You need a little you might need a little Botox there, Jamie, or a, f- a few
1: <laughs> early nights. <laughs> I can't imagine the yeah. scal. I, I got Joe onto the the image prevention plus, which is my daily matte moisturizer, because I was he was using Keel's facial fuel and I was saying to him, You're too oily for that. You're you've got oily skin. Like he doesn't get pimples or anything, but he yeah. looks shiny. And now yeah. he's like he's like that's good stuff you've got me on (laughs) I'm (laughs) like yes I know it is because it's like matte and it's got the SPF in it and yeah I feel like I fixed him but yeah he's very low maintenance apart from his hair all he ever wants to do is talk about his hair yeah he's He's got got great hair hair. he's he's got great hair he has beautiful hair yeah, yeah and it's actually really fucking annoying in lockdown because you know my extensions are gone I'm you know Half the, half the hair I used to be and he's got four times the amount of hair <laughs> that he normally does. He's like a labradoodle. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, feck him anyway. Um, so tell us about <laughs> makeup. What is your kind of go-to if you're all about skin? What would be your go-to foundation?
0: I got invited to this a Fenty event in Harvey Nichols last year and oh yeah. Yeah. They, they gave me a foundation. I am, I was the type of person that for 20 years, I'm still, later, I'm still trying, I was still trying to find the perfect foundation. Um, Oh yeah, everyone is. Yeah. So (laughs) when I, when I put on the Fenty one, I was like, oh my God, this is like concealer. Like it's so thick, but also not, chalky or anything so
1: I know it blends really mm, well it's so yeah. gorgeous so I use that so is it the pro filter in the glass bottle or yes. the hydrate it's the pro filter pro filter yeah, yeah it's fabulous yeah so
0: I Absolutely I fabulous. use that and then um around, so I use that in the middle of, the middle of my face <laughs> I use that in the middle of my face and then all around the edges of my face um I use uh, Charlotte Tilbury airbrush Um, I'm just googling it here you're my
1: kind of gal you're (laughs) my airbrush flawless you're my kind of gal I'm into a full coverage as well and yeah certain foundations feel more comfortable on certain areas of the face like are you a bit oily yeah
0: yeah so in the middle I'm Fenty and then around the edge I'm Charlotte Tilbury
1: Right. Well, I tell you, this wagon, Denise, likes to put flawless filter under, you know, the stuff that we'd put on under, she wears that as a foundation, so (laughs) she can feck right off. (laughs)
2: It, it's only it's only since lockdown I swear to God oh, I used off. to wear I used to wear like proper foundation once upon a time and now I think it's because no one's seeing me like unless they peep into the window Yeah, the man like, in the no, shop yeah the man in the shop he gets, he gets full coverage everyone else gets you know the tiny bit of flawless filter but um and a bit of concealer I won't lie I do wear concealer as well you know under my eyes and around my nose but um yeah. I just love
1: makeup so much oh, like yeah. there's days now when I'm waking up and I'm going you just I know you're going nowhere just put it on because you'll feel like a slug the entire day like today I'm I'm slug like yeah and I'm just like oh and I have a few extensions straggling in the back of my head and I just I don't want to part with them but I actually do have a mullet like I'm a full-blown mullet <laughs> yeah because they're just long ones in the back so I'm gonna have to take them out and I'm really dreading it because it's just yeah I don't know when they'll be back it's I'm one of these people Georgie that has extensions always for mm-hmm. like six years yeah when
2: will we ever get our hair done again I know. I
1: know. I I actually, I put that meme up yesterday. You know, the just feel like I feel like shit. Just want her back. (laughs) I feel like shit. Just want want my extensions
2: extensions back. back. (laughs) It's the same. It's just people have their things, don't they? Yeah, it's it's just it's the same as me and tan. Like I came out of the shower yesterday, and my legs look like raw chicken. I was like, no, I have to put yeah ham. I was like, I have to put (laughs) tan on. I can't. I can't go to bed looking at them like this. It's making me so sad. (laughs)
1: I know. I feel the same. And now that the sun is coming out again, I'm like, OK, I have to get back into my um, my gradual tan routine mm-hmm. so I'm th- that yeah. I'm just brown all the time. because I just totally fake it. Like I have this Italian surname. And then in reality, <laughs> I am a chicken ham. Also, so <laughs> <laughs> I have to get back into it. Like yeah, maybe I am a hibernating creature. I, it literally occurred to me last night. And it makes Mm -hmm. a lot of sense. (laughs) Everything grinds to a halt (laughs) in the winter. So Georgie, we only have a few minutes left because I've monopolised the conversation with housewives as usual. Um, So (laughs) can you tell us a few of your favourite kind of like colour cosmetics? Like what's your favourite lipstick?
0: Oh, um, Charlotte Tilbury. Bitch perfect is that what it's Bitch called perfect oh yeah, yeah. that's love a good one. That. love a lip. you and I th- have
1: similar coloring yes. as well so we we like the same stuff yeah and I'm I love
0: I love a lip liner like Monday morning oh yeah. there's a lip liner um love oh yeah love lip liner I have no mouth without it <laughs> yeah and
1: no seriously I have none
0: I love I love all the like Irish girls makeup you know like yes. i love yeah, same um carter cuz cos- the cosmetics i love so stuff i love paper stuff i love amy conley stuff like i'd much amy. rather amy
1: is the queen she
0: is i'd rather buy Shh. off the irish
1: girls than go in and yeah and like isn't it mad 5 years ago we didn't have that option we were saying mm-hmm. this the last episode like it's, it's crazy. incredible to me that i have a smorgasbord of Irish girls to pick from and that the quality is incredible like Pippa's Such, new line is amazing Yeah, Sculpted is amazing Sculpted just I, I particularly adore Amy because she started out with one product when she was like 23 and she'll fully admit herself she didn't know what she was doing and now look at her she's like our Charlotte Tilbury and her stuff is yes. like world class her packaging yes. is, is so beautiful yeah, what a ledge! I wish one of them would let us do a glow up diffusion line, gal.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yes,
1: yes! I'd buy it if I wasn't, yeah. you know, on the podcast.
2: We should get back on to <laughs> Keely Cashel. We had her on there recently. We should. Yeah. We had Killia, yeah, and yeah. she was up for it. <laughs> totally, Cash Cash Beauty
1: by the Glow Up by the Glow. It. I love I love that our podcasts have similar names. Also, they launched around the same time. I think yes. October a couple of years ago. Yeah. and I remember being like, "Oh shit, are they too similar?" But not no, one ever gets them mixed up which is great yeah and they both have the word glow in them which I enjoy because it's a happy word
0: yeah and I think we're all after the glow you know and yeah totally you know we can get the glow like the I I love the inner glow that you know through looking after my skin and really improving my diet and stuff that I feel like I glow from the inside out. But obviously, then you've got gorgeous makeup products as well that make you glow. And little helpers. Yeah, little helpers. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's I love the word glow. I'm so happy. I hope it doesn't like age or anything or, you know, become kind. No, of, I think it's what timeless.
2: Can cancel, it? no, <laughs> I feel, yeah, it's one of those like quintessential words.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes no, absolutely. Well, I have a glow after speaking to you now this morning. Thank you so mm. much for joining us. Thank and you. Good luck with the podcast. You don't need luck. It's absolutely incredible and everybody loves it. Um, I'm, I'm actually going to listen to the, the episode with Dominique Nugent after this because she's a fabulous girl who I adore oh she's amazing um, so thank you so much Georgie and Denise and I will be back in two weeks time with another wonderful guest so thank you for listening
0: oh, thanks thanks, thanks for having me guys and your podcast is so great and I wish that we were like sitting ah. in a uh, cafe and San or something in the happened, no. oh. yeah, oh. Like, yeah well, <laughs> that'd,
1: that'd be even better <laughs> we'll, we we'll get there
2: we'll get there Yeah,
1: we have to do it again now we have to do or maybe you can come to one of our fabulous live events oh once yeah. yeah. we get love up and running that. again I have 50 plans, oh, so we're going to go sure for I'm sure you it. do. So, You're all doing a great job. Absolutely. Well done, guys. Oh, Thanks likewise. Still. Likewise. Thanks okay, so much. Okay, so we'll see y'all or we'll speak to y'all in two weeks. Thanks so much. See you then. Bye.